Hi guys, I'm David Dispanat with Transparency Fitness Live, and today we're with Ian Dennis, and I'm going to let him tell you guys a little bit about himself, but let me just say, he's an amazing physical therapist, and he's been helping me out for years. Well, I think uh, I think I should start the uh, the background on um, how we met, Yeah. so uh, <laughs> won't break too many HIPAA laws, but uh, David was a client, uh, or patient, I guess you could say, up at the clinic when we first started out, uh, still, still see him from time to time. Um, but yeah, so I'm a physical therapist. Um, I've been practicing now for uh, right at four years or coming on coming on four years. I uh, work for a great company called PT Pros. Uh, we're a privately owned company um, where we have been around for 40 plus years. We um, have 13 locations. Um, I'm the clinic director at our one of our newer locations, which is here in Lexington. Um, and uh, we opened up that location would have been like March the 9th of 2020 and uh, had had some bumps in the road, obviously, with the lovely pandemic. But, you know, we came through on the other side um, and it's been a, it's been a really, really a fun, fun yeah. ride as far as that's concerned. I, I was actually so. kind of a dick to the guy when we first met because uh, so <laughs> right. so I'm a veteran. And so they'd always sent me to a different PT clinic in the past when I had knee yeah. issues. And this last time they're like, you're going to go to PT pros. And I'm like, no, I want to go to this other clinic. I already have a guy. He's been working with me. Like, I don't want to go to another guy. And they're like, well, this is, you know, this is, this is, is, this is how it is. This is where you're going to go. And I'm like, okay, I guess if I want PT, I got to go here. So I go here ends and I'm like, Hey, and like, <laughs> pretty much like, I'm really sorry, but I've still tried to get the VA to send me to this other guy. They never would. Uh, and I've, I've been seeing like what, over a year and a half. Probably, yeah, probably off and on and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's been, it was, first thing you said to me was just like, um, so I had this other PT that I really like a lot. <laughs> All right, cool, man. And it, 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 it pretty much like challenge accepted. Yeah, Let's yeah, make, yeah. let me show this guy a thing or two. So, you know, it's been, um, I think, you know, it's been one of those things. And when you're in the PT world and you're in the um, fitness world and that type of stuff, when you start working with people, uh, you know, you develop a bond with them that, that you know, rolls into, you know, friendship type stuff. You learn a lot about the person and clearly that's kind of, I would say that's where, you know, we've crossed over too, um, which is a lot of fun, but that's, that's why we like, why I like, I should say, like what I do is, you know, not only do I get to physically help people, make them feel better and stuff like that, but um, the relationships that I develop with my clients or with my patients are just um, well the relationships just are important for yeah. their for their benefit correct correct um, um, if they're trusting if they trust you yep and they see those changes because because I mean almost at first you got to sometimes like me you had to prove to me yeah. that you knew what you were doing and that you could help me yep and once you did that I was all in with you yeah and it's um and and everybody's different you know it's 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 one of those things of um, some people need a bunch of, you know, analytical or scientific knowledge right. thrown at them to create the buy-in. Some people, it's, 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 I've, I've done the first time I meet some people in evals and stuff like that, um, where all I do is I sit there and listen for, for 45, 50 minutes, you know, cause they just keep going it's just, and, and that's as much as a therapy session for them. Sometimes it's frustration from going from one provider to the next provider to the next provider that's, um you know, they're just, they're fed up because they feel like they've been sent all these places and they're not feeling any better. Um, and those types of things. But, but yeah, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been doing it now for, for four years. I wouldn't want to do anything else. I love what I do. You're um, good at what you do. Well, yeah. Well, there's uh there's that aspect, I guess of it, but no, I mean, it's, um, 
you know, it's 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 something that I've been able to morph. I think a lot of my like what I am good at, and, and it really fits my personality. It fits what I'm passionate about. It fits, um, you know, I go into work. I have to think every day. It's stimulating, you know. Um, you know, when new people walk through the door, there's a lot of figuring out that you have to do. Um, and then it's also rewarding at right. the end of the day. Well, and problem solving is fun. Yeah, like no, getting exactly. in there and, and exactly. that challenge of problem solving, like especially when the person comes in and goes, you know what? I feel so much better yeah. since I've started doing this yep. that you had that you and somebody, I mean, cause you've come up with, you've actually come up with stuff for me. You're like, oh. I'm like, this is what I want to work on. And this is what I need to help <laughs> with this week. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to come up with something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, and there's, and then there's, there's, there's that, there's the creative side of things, you right. know, where you like, um, where you truly find what something is giving people problems, but then also like, how are we going to work on this to make it fun? Also, like all at the same time, like I, I think that, um, I try to have fun at work I, and I think maybe it's evident from like coming in and seeing both, um, Norm and myself and MJ and the staff, like very positive yeah, environment. Yeah. yeah but be, I think it's, and I think we're true to that though. I don't think it's like we, like we, we say, right. Hey guys, we got to be positive today, X, <laughs> Y, and Z, you know, and then try to, you know, look like we're having fun. I mean, we all are dragging on certain days and, and we all, I think, help pick each other up in the clinic. But I mean, at the end of the day, well, there's a lot of cross that. conversations um, that yeah. I really like. So like, yeah, Norm, which is another physical therapist there. That's a fantastic um, no offense to you, in, but I think he may be the happiest person I've ever met in my life because that dude <laughs> never stops smiling, and everything, everything is just positive exuding from yeah. that dude's mouth. It's contagious. It is. Um, but yeah, he'll take the time to check. I mean, I'm not even his client, Correct. right? And I think he's Correct. had me one time when you were like out of town, yep. and I needed, I had a, needed a session, and he yeah. took over. Um, but he always ask how I'm doing. He, he talks to me yeah. and he remembers things yep. when he checks up on me. Um, yeah. And I think that's really awesome. And and I think that's, um, and, and that, like you said, it, it, it makes you feel like you're not just with the singular right. person. It's like you're coming to a place and the team is, is there for you to, to, to get, to make your goals. And as a company, you should like, you know, not directly that you see this, but even from like top down within our company, we talk very much so about team and, and teamwork um, and that type of stuff. And I think it, it correlates because um, I've had a I've had a great I've had some opportunities to be in other clinics across the company. And you see this whole team aspect across the board. And that's more so company culture, I right. think, that they've developed, um, you know, than anything else. And so, um, well, if you have your employees buy in to a good culture yeah correct then, then like i mean you look correct. at you look at something like apple yeah and, and their culture and where they started and how they've got where they've gotten and again it goes back to connecting with people yep and, and yep. you know and you're in an industry right i mean uh i guess i would say you're in the fitness industry in, in, in a way For uh, sure. the rehabilitation part of it at For least sure. and uh that has to be both hard on you and, and hard on people that especially you, you take a d1 athlete or yeah. Just someone that's used to doing a daily activity they no longer can do, and then you've got to you've got to convince them to do what they need to do to get yeah. back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of wanted to jump back to like what what got you into physical therapy? Like, like you're from you're from the area yeah, here, here yeah, in Kentucky. Yeah. So I mean, I had a, I had an interesting route, or because I'm know, sure there's people it. out there that would love to know yeah. that kind of that that route. So so you know when I was when I was in high school, I had a had a chance to work in a medical the medical field working for a pharmacy. 
Um, and through that, and it was, it was cool cause it was a privately owned pharmacy. So it wasn't like a chain, like a Walgreens or a CVS or something like that. And, and I was able to see the private sector of the healthcare industry, like firsthand, but, and I was just like, this is what I want to do. Like, I know that, that I would like to be in this setting. Uh, but I wasn't for sure. Like, I was just like, you know, I don't want to be a pharmacist, like based right. off of like w- the day to day of what they did. Um, I was just like, it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit my personality. I'm too much of a people person. I want I like to interact. They don't, they don't like you talking, on. right? They, and like, I, I've heard they do not like you talking inside of a pharmacy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's always like, like quiet. Yeah. And like <laughs> you're way too outgoing. Yeah, you exactly. If you tried to go down that route, you would have been fired numerous times it, because you couldn't probably, shut your mouth. Probably, <laughs> you know? And so, and so, and then, you know, I looked into, you know, like, okay, like what would, what would medical school look like? Or what would an MD look like? Um, and I just knew a couple people within that realm and I'm just like, they're just lifestyle. I, I just didn't like, you know, not so much what they do. Um, but the fact the of like, of on, yeah, like on call nonstop or, um, you know, the long hours, if you are working in the hospital, acute setting and stuff like that. And like, I've just saw, I've seen so many, I think doctors and stuff like that, that they just don't seem like they're, they, they, they advocate for health, but they're not like healthy individuals, you know? And I think everybody can relate to that. Like, Oh, the cardiologist who's, you know, 80 pounds overweight telling you that you have to do something. And I'm, I'm making a very generalized statement with that. I'm not, not just, you know, right. Like saying but, that, but, but it, it is hard. Like, I mean, if you go to a dentist with messed up teeth, correct, it's really hard for you to get behind that dentist because yep. you're like, this is the thing that you preach, correct? But then you don't even follow what you're preaching, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. Like and it's I think, as a personal trainer for me, it's like if if I just just did and did and ate whatever, never worked out, yeah, and I just exactly. coach people. Eventually, people are gonna be like, "Man, you look you look horrible. Like, why am I gonna pay you money?" To exactly, be? exactly. And you know, and so and so, you know, I I, I was injured at some point um, as a high school athlete. I ended up in PT, and I was just like, "Well, these guys." This is pretty sweet. Like I could see myself doing this. What kind of injury? Um, I think a sprained ankle playing basketball. That's okay. what it was. Yeah, uh, it's nothing crazy. Uh, been, I mean, extremely fortunate as far as from an injury perspective. Like no major right now. Um, you know, surgical. Keep trying uh, to do these these I mean, Iron Man or triathlons. This is like a knock on wood <laughs> statement, you know. But. Um, but so like nothing major from that sense, which a lot of people are drawn to PT through typically a major sports injury of some nature. Um, or I would say they have a family member from um, that a PT worked closely with, you know, and, and whether that's like from a rehab perspective, oftentimes you'll see it from like people with heavy neurological conditions usually have a lot of PT. So whether that's a stroke or whether that's a traumatic brain injury and maybe it's like a parent or something like that who's had that and then they've seen the physical therapist work with their parents or work with that individual and that's how people get I would say drawn into it and so I mean mine was very similar in the sense I was drawn into it was like this is what I like to do I know I like to work with people I like to be hands-on with it and then I love the whole fitness sports as well as that type of thing and it was just I mean it was a I shouldn't say a perfect fit, but I mean, it was, you know, and never really looked back, you know, the, you know, the interesting part though, with, with all that, when you go back to like, I saying like, Hey, you know, tell people on how you did get into it. I also did, um, I did business administration for my undergraduate degree. Um, 
which is which is really helping you out in your current position right now correct but i knew that long term that um i wanted to own my own pt practice was what i had in my head of what i wanted to do and i'm and i'm basically where i'm where i'd like to be though you know like after like i i work for a private company and so i'm able to do a lot of things that you get from the shot caller there yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and so um and so it the 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 undergraduate degree you're correct i use that more now from on a day to day, but it, it was. I guess what I was saying is a smart degree yeah. in the in the in the career path that you've taken. And 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 as much as I mean, we we always, you know, you should be confident in what you want to do. Like, and you say, and I think it's very, um, I it think shows it's right. Well, I think it's right too. Like when when I say I'm going to be a PT, like at the end of the day, I was going to get to that. Um, but from the from the requirements to be able to get into school and complete school, complete your board exams. I mean, it's not a it's not a given you know like i'm confident right. myself that i was going to do it and everything like that but i also was just like well if i don't get into pt school you know because of the competitive nature of it well i want a degree that like i can also apply and use you know and so like a lot of people do like exercise science for their undergraduate degree and then go on to pt school and there's nothing wrong with that they do super super well but there's i've also know enough stories of people that like finish their exercise science degree can't get into pt school just because of statistics and grades right. and stuff like that and now it's just like well what are we going to do with this you know outside and so um you know personal training is is one thing that those people go down to um but also i think going into pt and personal training a lot of it marries and a lot of it's very much on different ends you know oh and, 100% and so um and so that's i mean that's kind of why i chose i was like hey i'm going to do this and then you can cover all your prerequisites in school for that which meant you know you're taking extra classes extra hours and stuff like that but at the end of the day like well worth it on on a hundred you know on all that kind of stuff and then um ended up going to pt school with uk um but uk has a satellite campus in hazard kentucky um and so basically yeah yeah so it's 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 an awesome program so the um uk does actually that i'm aware of they have two of these types of programs so for the physician's assistance program with uk as well as the PT program, they have two satellite campus where the PA program's at Moorhead and then the PT program's in Hazard. Um, and it's all of UK's effort to promote rural clinicians. Um, it's certainly lacking within our state. You know, people that want to live in rural areas of Kentucky, um, practice medicine or practice, right. you know, uh, PT. Well, the, the poor towns in this in this state are... Just in, underserved. Yeah. Com- completely underserved. And so... And they've done a great job at it. Like I can think of like from my class, we had 18 people in it and I probably, I would say anywhere between eight to 10 of them are still practicing in rural settings or stayed in that area, you know? And so like, um, certainly I'm the person that it did not, uh, but you know, you're living the big city life here in Lexington. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Big city Lexington. So, um, but you know, that experience with there in the smaller class, there's a there's a professor down there by the name of um, Dr. Chuck Hazel, who's just phenomenal. I mean, out of this world. And you just get a lot of hands-on, one-on-one experience because the class size is smaller there as opposed to here in Lexington where you have 65 to 70 students. Um, and each each campus, I would say, had their pros and cons. Well, you know, and what was the hardest stuff. part about PT school for you? What was like the most difficult or challenging thing that you had to overcome, you feel like? You know, well, probably as far as like class stuff, neuro like okay. was by far the the hardest subject for me. Um, 
but then um i would say i would say the whole just time management type thing more so of like i was good at my time management and that type of, of like uh i knew what i needed to get done right the hard part was is like you know on the weekends you, you you're you'd spend the entire day studying you know on a saturday or you'd spend an entire you know you'd miss having to miss discipline. something you know because you're studying um you know i didn't play a lot of golf when i was in PT this guy school. loves golf yeah, by the way love it, love it. so um so i think that's that's probably the, that was the hardest part okay. was was you know missing out but you know, and there, but there's different sacrifices. A lot of my classmates too. I mean, I had classmates that were married, classmates that had kids. Like, I can't imagine that side of things. I mean, as well. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have oh any of gosh, that, yeah. which was, which was, I shouldn't say nice. Like that's, <laughs> that's not like maybe the right term. Well, to it, say, makes but, it, it makes it like easier because you commit, don't have those extra distractions. Your commitments are different. Yeah, Let's yeah. just put it that way yeah. on stuff. Um, and so, and then once I graduated, I I was at down at Elizabethtown at our E Town clinic. Um, that uh, I mean, it was. It was, it was fun. I had a, I had a great mentor down there, two of them actually, um, that I was able to learn a ton from. Um, okay, and so, and I think that prepared me um, through a couple other, you know, I would say, you know, specifically that like programs of the company that we have to come to Lexington, open the clinic, um, because it's like, Cause, I mean, cause it's like this is your PT Pro's first clinic in Lexington. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, I mean, so you've had, we've had multiple challenges like any startup business. I think you'll attest to that, you know, you, I mean, well, you opened up yeah. like a week before everything shut down yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, you were um, like, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, the cool thing about it, David, is that like, as a company though, and, and it, I think it attests to us as a whole, as a company is that we were in a position and ready for the challenge and had the right people in place to right. be able to take the, to take it on and the challenges that we face and are still facing. Um, and that's, uh, and I think maybe that's what you'll even see. I don't, I mean, I'm not like this huge economist or huge anything, but I think that's what you'll see that will come out of this pandemic is like the, you know, the resilience of companies are probably the ones that are well, you know, well ran people that are with the right, you know, staff. With the right staff or people that are in it and that type of stuff. And, you know, some of the ones maybe that unfortunately that will lose during the pandemic and, and coming out of this are the ones that, you know, maybe weren't in the best position. Um, I think customer service is big right now yeah. after what people went through. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, um, so what was like best part? I mean, so, so the, the of PT school. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was the part that you're uh, like this? I can't, I love this class. Yeah. Okay. So, so if we're going to go classes, gross anatomy is, is, is okay. out of this world, like amazing. Just you know, I, I, first off, um, you know, a major thank you. And there's, they do a very nice thing of the people that donate their body to us, Okay. you know, when, when they do pass for us to, to study and learn from. And that's not just, so you actually have cadavers you get yeah. to. So we, really? so we have, we, so we have actual cadavers that, that we get to actual dissect and learn, um, from. And so the, uh, what is it? There's in the down. So we actually had our own cadaver lab in hazard. It, okay. Which, and so there was, we had four, we had four cadavers that we got to dissect and learn from and everything like that. And then we had, um, I think in Lexington, they, I don't know how big theirs is. There's because they share theirs as well though, with like the medical, I don't know if they share at the medical school, but I think they share with maybe the dental school and maybe even the PA school, but I don't, don't quote me on that and stuff. I'm sure one of my, my, my Lexington <laughs> colleague, uh, could, could probably speak more to that, but it's so cool. I mean, it's so, so 
so cool. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that also makes you appreciate like, um, and, and I apply this to like patients that I have now is like how everybody's body is so different. So like, Oh yeah. You know, like we have this, this cool idea, you know, that we have these, these cool diagrams or drawings or apps these days of like the human body. And it's just like, you know, this is where this nerve is. This is where this, you know, uh, blood vessels supposed to be. And this is where, you know, this, uh, you know, attachment is supposed to be whether the muscle or size or like that type of stuff. Um, I, I can't tell you the amount of like anatomical variants that we saw within just, and we just had four bodies, you know, like, so you want to talk about sample size. I mean, it's like, that's like nothing in, in the scientific world, right? You know, a sample size of four is like, means like, Oh, meh. That, that who knows what still that a theory is. yeah exactly so um you know and so so that that class and what you learn in that class and probably from a knowledge perspective of continual use it is so that information really charts. carried over to yeah. your day-to-day yeah i mean i still there's not a single day that i do not use knowledge from that course yeah. Well, you every day, every time I come in, you know? whatever we're working on, you know, half the time you pull out that book, you're like, all right, these are the muscles we're working on. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I'm you know personal trainer and yeah. I'm always trying to further my knowledge. Base. Correct. Correct. And I love that. You're just like, I'm going to teach you if but, you learn. But and there's such a power like like you were saying, like to say, like, OK, these are the muscles we are working on. Right. Or like this is the structure that we're working on. There's so much power in visualization. And there's been there's been well, studies it helps people done. maybe think about, oh, this is what my hamstring is. Exactly. I've not been firing this exactly. properly. There's so, yeah, exactly. There's studies upon studies of like visualization, even practice. And so this, this applies to even um, not just like maybe muscle activation, but like how important it is to visual, like lay in bed and visualize making a free throw or laying in bed. And for me, it was golf. You know, I was constantly visual. Like, could you stop firing the left hip so quick? You know, like, and I, and I'll think about you played it. I'll college, think right? about it. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. So I play, I got, I got the chance to play for Moorhead State. I wasn't good in college at golf, but he was good enough to play for Moorhead <laughs> State. Better than I was at, at golf. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that, and it was, and it would taught me a lot and like stuff like that. Best I think game. like sports, like sports in general teaches you a right. lot, you know, what was so. your best score? Like legitimate, like, uh, it was, it was 65 in a tournament. So. I mean, that's yeah, 700 was, par. So yeah, it was mean, good. It was good. That's was, pretty good. It was a good day on the course. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, – what were we talking about? I guess – oh, uh, gross anatomy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that, was, that, was, that was awesome. Just sidetrack him with golf real that's quick. That's right. That's right. We can get back to golf. Can get, can <laughs> He's more than happy to spend the next two hours on just <laughs> golf alone. <laughs> Screw the PT thing. Let's yeah, just talk exactly. golf. Um, and then, and then the, you know, because we were such a small class size, like the outside – perspective or the outside thing from PT school was the relationships that you have, you know, right. and the friends and like that type of stuff. Like you just can't, you spend so much time. Do you still keep with up with quite people. a few people? From yeah, I still do. I mean, it's one of those things of, you know, in your, you know, as life goes on and everybody gets busy, like I wish either you saw the people more, you talk to them more right. and like stuff like that. But I mean, I still check in with, with do you, my do you have call, do you have friends and like stuff like that. People from school that you guys can talk about like ideas or thoughts or like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm having this person, Yep. I don't know what information you can give another PT guy, individual, uh, 
but enough to hopefully for them to break mm-hmm. it down and, and you guys can maybe discuss a solution together. Totally. Yeah. No, totally, totally have bounced ideas off of, off of, you know, other classmates and stuff like that. And, you know, and the nice part about that is like we, we went through the educational process together. And so it's, it's almost like, Hey, do you remember like in this lab with XYZ, you know, teacher, they talked about this or, um, you know, I've had other, you know, people reach out or I've reached out about like, Hey, like, you know, I can't find this material, like literature that, that, that talks about whatever condition right. you might be doing. Like you mind sending it over to me and like stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's always a nice resource. I think, um, balancing ideas off of colleagues in whatever field you're in is important, you know, and not thinking if you think that you know it all, I mean, that's, I do know it all. Exactly. Right? I don't think it. I know it. If you know that you know it all, then, then, you're, then you're okay. <laughs> it's when you think that you know it all that you're totally screwed. Exactly. No. So, I mean, and that's, and so it's, I mean, it was, uh, it's one of those things though, like I would, I would not want to go back. Right. To, so what to are. School, in the sense of like having to go through all the study. Oh my gosh. Like I wouldn't want to go back through, there. through, like, through studying to become yeah, a personal trainer exactly, again. And I, exactly. Like that. You jam so much information into your head in such a small amount of time, mm-hmm. and you're the worst part is you kind of stay stressed, like a little bit of stress oh, in the yeah. back of your head, like oh, yeah. until you complete. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Uh, down to the day that you got to take that damn test. Yeah, to get your certification or your license. Yeah. Um, so I, it there's a relief when you walk away from it. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and uh, and that's why, like you know going yeah you know going back to school for i'd struggle i'd struggle going back to school for anything in that sense like right. we continue to learn and like take courses and like all that kind of stuff but that's different that's completely different than like saying like hey um so just so you know like if you ever want to like do this that you've just done into school like you have to pass right. this exam i mean the same same as for you like you had to pass that exam we have to pass um you know the, a national accreditation exam at, this guy at was end. worried that he did bad on his exam and found out he and killed it yeah yeah it was uh <laughs> got it it was it's it's not fun waiting and stuff like that but um it all worked out for the best so what are, what are some of the most challenging things you deal with day to day as a pt that that like is hard to overcome or you've learned to overcome like i'm sure some people love some knowledge drop here on <laughs> ways to communicate with people or specific uh injuries that you constantly have yeah. to deal with over and over again so okay so i think i think if you're going to say like from the from a challenging perspective um is you know we, we we see in the clinic you see the chronic pain patients um and those can be easily though the most rewarding patients and they can also be the hardest patients um and and typically you know that's from a sense of um there's a lot to figure out with them and there's right. a lot of levels i think of it as like from an onion perspective how, of like to, to to how many of those people do you think stuff. how many of those people do you think like the chronic pain is more mental to them than it is actual like physically versus like people that genuinely are. Yeah. Cause I, I do feel like there's people that like have a little bit of pain and they turn it into a lot of bit of pain in their head. Yeah, um, correct. And they yeah. could overcome it if they wanted it's to Kind like a catastrophizer, but you know, so I think or maybe they just don't have the willpower to fight through it. Yeah. So I think that, I think to say that like those types of patients don't have pain, I think is incorrect. I think okay. that, I think that they truly are experiencing pain and, right. and those types of things. Um, and that's the really tough part about just pain in general is that um, it, it's semi-subjective because it 
what's painful to you maybe not is painful to me, which is not painful to the next person. Um, but with that being said, I don't think those patients, when they come into me, they're not making it up. Well, of you course. Know? So they're not like making up like, oh, it just hurts. Like, you know, it's like my not, knee hurts. Like I, I'll yeah. do something to upset it. It hurts. Exactly. But I've just learned to be like, all right, I've got this pain. I got things I got to yep. do. I'm not going to let this be debilitating, but I'm also going to work on trying to fix it. And, well, and so, and I think always what I try to remember with those patients is that, I mean, th- their pain started at some point. Right. And it's not like you go, when you get into those type of situations, those people, it's not like they wake up like 30 days ago and are in this massive amounts of chronic pain. So like they've been dealing with, with a discuss like your knee hurts and you've been dealing with it and stuff like that. And let's just say like, you just didn't get treatment for it or you didn't seek help for it, but it wasn't enough to stop you from going to work, doing your daily activities and those types but of things. But it was always annoying you. But it was always annoying you. It was always annoying you. It's always annoying you. Um, and so then it's kind of like, so now it's been going on for like 20 years and now it's really hurting you and you can barely walk. Right. And so it's just like, well, so like, I think that's more so where those patients come from is that like they have a little bit of back pain. They don't address it. They don't make lifestyle changes. And, and those lifestyle changes could be anything from, yes, they need physical, you know, strengthening and those types of things to like weight loss or like, like a mental healthy lifestyle change of like proper amounts of sleep or proper diet and those types of things. And so like now our body is not in, let's just say, call it like the most optimal state. Right. And so now we perceive maybe pain as as exacerbating or it's like your your nervous system we could say is like upregulated because we're not in a healthy state and so then it like hurts way way worse maybe than what it maybe would if we were in a healthy state where would you say your percentage lies far as how many athletic type people you're helping recovery and rehab versus your everyday individual your nine to five person that um well i guess there are people that are going to be there athletically that are nine to five too but yeah you're you're non- gym goers almost yeah, right no, you're not no, fitness people sense. yeah and so i you know honestly i'd say it's more so like your gym athletic population and in, in your caseload i would say varies you know sometimes it's maybe 20 percent, sometimes it's 10 percent. so i would say it's more so a smaller number sometimes than right. what you think of um and certainly like um initially like i thought like oh that's those are the only people i want to work with are they like are they the easier to work with or more difficult to work with Ooh, um Man, that's one of those like because you get those gym people yeah. that think they know everything. Exactly, like myself, I come in. I'm yeah. like, let me tell you how you're going to rehab me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and so, it's one of those deals where, um, the some of my most challenging patients have been people that are like really, really in tune with their body. Okay. Um, and that I think is a good thing in the sense is it pushes me as a clinician, you know, to really. Um, whether that's from an explanation standpoint or or creating buy-in with that patient standpoint or coming up with, you know, the exercise or the intervention or the plan of care that's going to help that individual. And so, um, you know, somebody comes in and, and, and let's just say they're like an elite endurance runner. Okay. Whether it's they're a marathon trainer or they're training for tough mutters or they're training for, um, triathlon stuff. And there's like, you know, uh, everything feels great, except like when I get to mile like seven or eight, like I start having like some pain in my right knee. Um, 
and it doesn't you allow have people me, come in for something that specific well and it doesn't allow me to like push past this you know this yeah well, i mean i had a patient like this like this is an example of a patient and so um and so like that's hard okay you, i mean i mean what if you, you can know, talk you think, about what you end up doing yeah. to help the patient overcome that that challenge you know it was it was kind of more so figuring out okay so like what like what is it, what's going on when you, you know, for whatever reason, once the body has been under stress for, let's call it an hour to an hour and a half right. doing a repetitive thing, like what, what's happening? You know, what is it, is it your running mechanics are like breaking down and like we start like changing. Like form almost? Yeah. So like we start changing the way we run because of like the fatigue factor. Um, is it a tissue more so stress intolerance, you know? So like the tissue, yes, it's able to, you know, all our, all of our tissues have like an elastic recoil kind of property to them um and and let's just say like maybe that starts breaking down and it's kind of like you reach this breaking point of like it doesn't tolerate it anymore um you know or is it is it just simply i mean there's there, i mean there's other things within the body that are just like i just i don't i don't know how to explain this you know right. like your body just doesn't tolerate this like i don't you know um and like this individual it was more so like a fatigue type thing kind of got some sloppy form that we like we were able to address and like say like okay you know whenever you hit this point like you just need to be conscious and thinking about you know x y and z in your running form or you know right push through but be be conscious of the form so that you can continue to have and so and so yeah and so like patients like that i mean that's tough i mean that's like that's like, I mean, let's just, uh, if we were, if we were to take like personal training for an example and someone was just like, you know, I, um, you know, I'm spending five hours in the day right now and this is my diet, which is like completely, you know, let's just call it perfect to a degree. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm sitting at like, you know, 4% body fat and the person's chiseled, but there's like, my goal is to get down to like 2% or something like that. Right. Um, well that's hard, you know, it's like, you know what 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 are you going to bring to the table from like an educational standpoint that this patient doesn't have and you might not and and that's the thing i think with difficult patients or difficult clients is that very rarely do you find the answer to the puzzle on day one oh yeah so that's that and that's and that's the thing that's an ongoing correct you're constantly adding pieces to that puzzle but you have to create buy-in so the, the the thing is is if you want to fix this patient you also need to be able to see him for a couple of times to be able to figure it all out. Um, and sometimes that's not what people want to hear. You know, we're an instantaneous right. gratification society where by golly, if I go in and see you, like I want to know the answer now and then you should right. fix me now. Um, and, and it so, does not happen like that. No, no I've, no. I've got a client right now that, I, that I'm working with that has some knee issues, um, some weight issues, but man, she has the best attitude and she's committed, like we, I've even made comments, but she is committed to, like, like she expects to be working with me a year from now. Yeah. Like, she understands yeah. that the challenges that we have to overcome, uh, like, we're just trying to overcome challenges so that she could actually start lifting. Yeah. So, exactly. right now, we're working on range of motion. Uh, we're working on better eating habits, better, yep. just better overall habits throughout the week on, like, when we exercise. Yep. Um, you know, next week, I told her she's going to, she, she doesn't eat a lot of fast food out, but at least yeah. once or twice a week. Yep. So starting Monday, I told her, you can't eat any fast food for a whole week. I'm like, if you want to go to a sit-down restaurant, that's fine. But yeah. you better be ordering a salad and like grilled chicken or something. Yeah. Something yeah, yeah. healthy there. Yep. Um, but the thing that excites me most is that she has such a great attitude, and she is very aware that this problem 
is going to take her years, yeah. maybe, to, yeah. to get her to where she needs to be Correct. at. But she's already seen the progress, like where she's gotten in the last three months with me, the weight loss that she's had. Her doctors are like, you know, talking about taking her off certain medicines, maybe yeah, because correct. her like blood sugar's gone down, and like, so she's making these changes. She's seeing results, and she's already committed for the long term. Yeah, so and if you that, can get that, people to do that. Yeah, and that and that helps create. I mean, that helps create buy-in, and then, right. you know, as, as soon as you can start start seeing results and stuff like that, I mean, that instantaneous buy-in it does take place, and 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 and, and that's important, and that's creating that with any patient like that's the challenge and that's also the like why i like what i do is because you know creating buy-in for you know one patient is is you know framing it in a certain perspective while creating it for another patient is completely different right um, and cracking that code is more so i mean that's that's more so like an interpersonal skill you know that's a that's a relationship building skill that's communication not, yeah it, that's not that's not like a knowledge-based skill that's not you know, PT school doesn't, they, they tell you to create buy-in with your patients. And that's kind of like, well, well, great. That's, that's a, it's like anything. It sounds great on paper. Right. Okay. Like do well, that. You, you created but your buy-in with me, uh, when you, it was action yeah. more than it was verbal because yeah, when I came in, anything you said, how good or how you're going to help me was not going to convince me unless I physically saw that yeah. there's action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, uh, and I did, for the most part, what you needed me to do. And I've seen you twice a week, I think, when, we, I think when I so. first I started was, coming in. And I started yeah. seeing changes. Yep. And I also saw that you were like, every time I came in, you were prepared. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. you were ready to be like, all right, we're going to work on this knee some more. And so it made me feel safe and comfortable. And that like, I was like, at least this guy is making an effort. This is where I have to go. And then over time, after seeing you for as long as I have, yeah. it's like, I yeah. started seeing my knee get better. I, I went from... <laughs> hobbling couldn't even couldn't even jog yep. to being able to run again yep um and so it's just it's been such a gratifying journey but um but yeah i guess in a way if you hadn't built that buy-in by just showing me Correct. how you're going to help me and then what and then me feeling the difference uh you know i very well could have just stopped coming yeah and you know and and i think the the biggest thing you know in creating the buy-in is i mean very rarely is it like an instantaneous, especially when the body, you know, the, the medicine that we're, that we're practicing in physical therapy is we're trying to let the body heal itself. Right. And so, um, which I think is the most sustainable healing in the sense of like the long-term effects or like it will be like, that's, that's something that you can last a lifetime or last a long period of time. Um, so it's building, it, it's building those habits fast, too. though, you know, the body can only work so fast. I think one of the things I tell patients is like, you know, if you came in with this problem that's been, that's been plaguing you for years, it's not going to go away in a day. Right. And, and, and they understand that. And I think, I think when you frame that with a patient and tell them that, then it's like, listen, realistic, like, I'm goals. not going to, yeah, like I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. You know, this is, you know, it's going to take time. It takes time to make changes within the body. I keep trying to get in to say, David, you're good to go. Go play basketball. <laughs> and he refuses, <laughs> refuses to give me the green light and just gives me a look anytime I mention basketball. Like, I can't stop you, but I'm going to be so mad at you if you yeah, come exactly. in with a messed up knee because you went and played basketball. I went to the YMCA and there were these 12 year olds. I went to dunk on them. <laughs> and then my knee broke again. Well, th that was your goal. That was your goal. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget that. You came in and you're just like, I was just like, hey, like, you know, 
what's our goals for therapy? Like, what do you want to get out of this? And you look, I mean, you were the, the, the best part was you're just dead honest too. So you looked at me and was like, I want to dunk. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. Those goals we'll are, there. <laughs> we'll, 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 work we'll, put, we'll put that one on the back burner. Let's work on these ones first. So but, I'm, I'm definitely um, not dunking. I think but that's more. Fun. I'm jumping <laughs> again. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't even jump. I couldn't exactly. even do a box jump. Like I, so, so I think it's morphed uh, a little bit, our goals, which is... Yeah, well, I think I might have matured some <laughs> and realized that, like, maybe I need to stop doing these things and hurting myself, uh, that sometimes goals are actually not good for you. <laughs> Certain goals are not the best best thing for you. No, when, on day one, you, you just listen and say, okay, we'll, we'll work towards that one. Yeah. And, and you just you just let it let it roll and stuff like that. So, um, But, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, it's fun, you know. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've enjoyed coming to you over the years, and that's why I had to bring you on uh, to the podcast because I just like this guy knows fitness. This guy loves fitness. This guy fixes people. We yeah. gotta gotta talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you make up uh, many of your exercise? Like, where do you pull out of your, you know, because you we call you it the exercise it. bank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the exercise bank, or when yeah. someone really comes at you with something, you're like, I've got to research that. I mean, yeah. you get a chance to actually try to come up, understanding how a muscle works, or a ligament, or yeah, so a joint. I'd say so. So it's it's twofold. It's it's one. I do make up a lot of exercises. Okay. To a degree, I guess you call, you could call it making it up. Not not in the sense of. Um, or there's all the little pieces, and you put the pieces together to yeah, make up. Yeah, exactly. Of the things you that know. this works and this works, but when you Correct. put these together, now and, we're getting this. And 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 understanding. I mean, when it comes to exercises, like what is the function of the exercise? Right. I think, and that's when it comes to like, you know, saying I'm going to make the exercise up. I and more so, it's like you come from this knowledge of like, okay, like what muscle or what structure are we trying to target within the body? Um, and then with that, we know just more so from an educational standpoint of like how that structure or how that muscle works. Um, and so then by putting the joint or putting the patient or the, or the person in a certain position, we know that like it's going to stress that in a certain way. And so kind of it's more so like, that's what I use from like a, a framework, I guess you could say. And then um, once we know like, okay, this is the muscle or this is the area that we're targeting. I mean, then, it truly is like the the what you can do is endless or infinite as far as the number of different exercises right. that you can do and it's so fun though by you can take us let's just say a simple exercise like a curl or you know let's say a shoulder press right. um and by changing just the slightest thing in either body position or what you are also like you put you put in combination movements with that something dynamic yeah and how much like then higher level things can progress to um and so it's part of one of those things of um i mean and i would say that we call it in therapy like parameters you change the parameters of like either what they're what they're standing on what they're sitting on if we're stepping and doing something right so um, different different ways of stabilizing them or correct. putting them unstable correct so and that they become more stable them. and so it's just like okay like you're strong and you're you know again going it's just a simple simple concept that everybody knows of a bicep curl but now you start changing where the trunk is is positionally well then the shoulder has to stabilize to still be able to do the bicep curl in a, in a proper manner 
well, the systems now that we're involving within our exercises, I would argue become way more functional because uh, just like you, you're sharing, sharing with me about stepping and like, you know, our knee, you know, bothering us. Yeah. Well, um, you're, you're using an entire system when you're stepping and moving and doing things instead of like just doing, it's not like you just needed your quad to activate and stuff. Um, it's everything from the core needs to be stable. Okay. And your obliques need to be stable. So as you're laterally stepping, like you're not leaning way outside right. of your base of support. Well then also all the adductors, the quads, hamstrings also all have to fire. And so, um, so, so I, you it, know, I thought they were firing <laughs> until my knee decided to stop, started giving me problems again. It's yeah. like I sprain it every four or five days and right so, now. Yeah. And so like, and so when it comes to like going back to like making exercises up, I mean, I just, I think about more so like how can we challenge more systems within the specific so you're exercise a big fan that of we're trying movement. to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a like, huge fan of it. And um, which I don't think enough have, people are enough yeah. people focus on certain things, but they don't focus on overall, like just basic everyday range of motion yeah. and movement. And, and, and it's, and, and I use that though. Like I use that across the board from like, I mean, I would consider you like a high level individual, like, you know, athlete that I'm treating to, to miss Betty Sue, who's, you know, we're just a fall risk, you know, we're just trying right. not to fall in the bathroom or we're just, we're just trying to like, be able to reach up overhead to grab something out of the kitchen counter. Um, well, who's to know that, who's to say that Miss Betty Sue also has a cat, you know, that gets around her feet when she's trying to reach. So if all I do is work on shoulder range of motion and strength so she can reach overhead, okay, well, that's really, really nice, but is that functional? Like, does, right. that, does that apply to her life? Um, and I would argue no. Or, and, and we're just... Or lower body, yeah, our and core might help more. But, and that's, and that's I mean... It's one of those things of like, well, yes, we need to work on the range of motion and like she needs to be able to like do things as far as like that's concerned. Um, and so like, yes, you're going to start and just work simple exercises of stretching of, you know, me, you know, manually stretching them or doing things like that. But you need to at some point progress them or get them into a functional state. And so that's kind of where like I would say I pull with my exercises. How do you progress may, people that don't? that really are never ready for progression. Cause I, in, in my opinion, seeing you once a week yeah, and then that's all they that's, do. It is so hard for them to progress off one exercise session with you a week or yeah, one PT session. I mean, with you a it's, week. that is tough. I mean, that's like, okay, that's like one of those things though of, um, I don't, I don't know if I have the answer for that. I think it's a good question. It's kind of, well, like, it, it's, it has it's, to be frustrating because yeah. their, their insurance or whatever, they just keep paying yeah. money for something that like in the long run, just, isn't going to fix them yeah, or is so it going like, to get them further along yeah. in, in recovery? Well, and that's like, I mean, I could get on a whole soapbox with like insurance benefits and like limiting people in their progression with therapy. Um, just because like in a perfect We're gonna world. We're going to have you back on for another podcast yeah. just to bash the insurance insurance. Basically, world. we got people behind screens telling people what they need. What, never seen the patient, I, I saw so. a, uh, uh, <laughs> there was a meme and it was, uh, it was like a little video and it was pretty much like the real doctors are the insurance people yeah. because they're the ones that actually make the decision. If the, if the real doctor's like, gonna, he needs this procedure and the insurance company's like, like we're not going to approve We're that. not going to approve that. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Who's the doctor? Yep. The person behind the computer yep. screen yep. or no, the actual exactly. physician that exactly. spent eight to 10 years in schooling to be yeah. able to make exactly. this diagnosis. Exactly. And I, you know, it's a, it, it truly is. The, there is a checks and balance system right. so that like clinicians or providers don't 
overspend because so the other thing you just got to remember we're going down a rabbit hole here but the, you know we don't have that's infinite, why that's, that's we why we're have, gonna have a whole nother yeah, podcast we don't just have for this. we don't have infinite resources either right is the other thing you know it's not like um it's a, it'd be a great fine and dandy like everybody should be able to come to therapy and do stuff as much as they want well somebody has to foot the bill right you know i mean there's there's only so many resources and so that's why you have the checks and balances it just can be frustrating um, no doubt when like you have somebody that, you know, would benefit from, you know, more therapy. And it's just, right. it's one of those things like just because the insurance plan that they selected at the start of the year is going to limit that. So and they didn't know that. Like one of know? the special things that you do that I, I am a huge fan of, and I don't think a lot of people out there probably tried it. I feel like it's kind of new as the needling, right? The dry needling. Yeah. I would say, I would say it's, it is relatively new at the same time. It, it is like, I would say like a hot treatment, um, topic or I feel like it. It definitely added within. relief. Yeah, it, it is. It, it worked. Um, it's it's um, it's something that I've seen great results with with certain people. Um, I also I don't. It's also one of those things where like is that usually an extra with the insurance companies, or um, is that usually it, 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 it's it depends from one to the next. Okay, it so really like with does. the VA, you're able to do it on yeah, me at, under whatever yeah. yep. insurance. Okay, and and so the um. You know, with dry needling, it's one of those things that, like, everybody that walks through the door isn't getting needles stuck in them. Um, Wait, some people don't like needles. Yeah, exactly. And and that's and even like as we learned like about dry needling, like the course that I took right. to be able to certify to be able to do it, like the um the the one of the things that they said was like if somebody is just like petrified of needles and like super hesitant and like that type of stuff, they're just like don't do it with them. You know, just because. You know, the response that you're trying to get, as soon as you're going to get the needle close to somebody, like, they're naturally going to, like, tense, tense up. up and, and that's exactly what... And, like, that's, like, almost, like, the opposite so of what you, you want want to, to be done. Have you and, ever had a needle just stick in there forever? Because, you know, uh, I've, I've done it enough now with you yeah, that yeah, I know yeah. that, like, sometimes my muscle won't give it to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you've got to sit there and, like, wait another five minutes for yeah. the muscle to, like... So have you ever had one where you're just like, uh, or, no, or do you do you just no. force it out eventually? Well, there's there's a couple other things that like if that if it if it the muscle doesn't want to release it that you can that you can do to basically like, kind so of trick it you, in. Have, have you like added? I feel like one time you might have added needles yeah. to like yeah. So like you basically like the area around it, you stick yeah. into so, another one. So yeah, your your leg won't it. give the needle back. So let me put like three more exactly. needles in you exactly. because that's totally gonna fix the yeah. issue. I, it's only I do with it patients. Right. It's only with patients I trust. Right? Uh, <laughs> it, but the dry needling, uh, I mean, I noticed relief pretty much, you know, right after doing yeah, it. It's, like it, 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 it really, you know, it's one of those things too. Like um, we still don't understand maybe everything exactly on why it gives people relief, but clearly it does. Um, and there, there's certain studies that have the, came out. The thought have, process is that it gives the brain another thing to attack, right? Like it. It sees the needle yeah. and it almost is like, oh, let me not worry about this so much where you've got that tension in your knee. Correct. That's, let me worry about these needles think, in here. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to look at it. I really do. I think like I don't think I need to like correct anything that you said. You know, like that's a that's a very realistic right. way to like to think about it. Um and like the uh you know, the results that we have seen with it is just it's just good, you know. Um I you know, and I use it everything from like with you, the knee to yeah. back patients to cervical patients to forearm patients to I'm a big advocate foot, you know, patients. Yeah. So no, anybody out there that's watching this or listening to this and is thinking about getting dry needling and thinks they can handle the needle, 
and your PT or doctor, whoever is suggesting yeah. that you try it, I hundred percent think that you should you should attempt it. I, like I think it's and I think so, and I think that um, I mean at the end of the day too, like I've never I've never like had somebody come back to me and they're just like. I never want that done again. Or like, I hate you. Like I couldn't move right. for, but I'm know. sure you had some people being like, okay, I tried that. Yeah. I tried it. I don't it, like the needles. Yeah. It didn't really work. I, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like no worries. And, and I think it's, um, it's one of those things. that's more so like a, uh, a toolbox and stuff like that. Um, or t- I should say a toolbox. It's a tool in the toolbox right. when it comes to treating people, because, um, there's plenty of people that get the exact same results with individuals and patients who do not dry needle. And, and those patients do well too. So it's more so, it's more so kind of like what's, what's going to be maybe the best course of care. And that's just clinic, that's clinical decision making. Do you have any other, I guess, side certifications or? uh, No, not. Is that, is that the, that's outside of your basic PT certification? No, you know, I'm with you. Yep. No, that's it. Um, the, you know, other like common ones, like, so like I've done training in these other, um, I guess you could say side certifications that you okay. can that you can do, which is like a, there's a Maitland certification that you can get, which is more so just like a school of thought within the PT world. Um, there's a McKinsey certification, is what they call they call it, and again, that's a school of thought within the PT world of like how you treat patients. Okay. Um, and then I'd say like the other like like I'd say big ones that people also get. Um, there's an OCS, which is an orthopedic certified specialist. Okay. Um, and that requires um, a test that you have to take, and it's more so it's like you study for this test, uh, you sit for this exam, and I want to say it's you know it's like 200 questions or something like that. Oh wow! So it's um, pretty. Yeah, it's pretty extensive and stuff like that. And you sit down, you take it. Are you it, planning and to you work on any of those? Yeah, I think I, I think I'll probably do. I'll do OCS, and we have somebody within our company, actually two people within our company that are that are OCS certified and stuff like that. Oh, and so it's not super common that the PTs have that. Um, I would say yes and no. Um, you know, there's there's certain companies that like say if you're if you're with us for X amount of years, like we want you to work towards getting OCS certified. Okay. Um, you, you know, it's like one of those certifications. It's it's I think it's good to further yourself and stuff like that, but it also doesn't also doesn't mean you're going to be a good PT either. You know, right. it's like it's like letters after your name kind of right. But of like, I think I think a good PT gets those certifications, correct. puts them into practice, and correct. utilizes them. Correct. Um, instead of just like you said, having that like, yeah, I can I can dry needle. Yeah. Well, how can you dry? Well, I don't really dry needle. I just yeah. I can do yeah. it though. I'm yep. certified. Yep. But if you're not putting that tool to, and then, to use, and then and then like it's interesting. Like the PT world has also done like this, like um, almost like a board certified type special specializations that you can do that you have to do like a residency program with. So this is after PT school. Okay, that you go and you do this. Um, and you know it's it's the sad part is is like as a profession we it's like those clinicians are valuable and they're and they're really probably good at what they do, but we don't see there's been no catch up as far as from like a pay rate increase if you're X Y Z specialist. I think I mean they'll ask for it and stuff so like that. And certain companies will, but it's not like you could say like let's just say you're a, let's just say you're like a, you're a sport athlete okay. and you're going to go to like a sports board certified special specialist right. PT or something like that. It's not like the, the insurance company is going to look at it like, oh, they're going to this specialist. We're going to pay them more because they're seeing. So PTs a, a that go get this stuff, stuff in theory 
are, are really trying to be better PTs because it doesn't yeah, necessarily correct. it furthers the career personally, correct. but it doesn't further it financially as much. Well, and and it also it's going to further it. Well, I mean, yes and no. Um, the other thing is that if you if you do get like this specialization potentially. Um, it also might guarantee or give you the opportunity to work with a very specific patient population. And so maybe if you get this, the so sports one something or, you're interested the, in, yeah. or like the neurologic, like there's neurological based ones as well. And that is your passion. That's all you want to work with is like this type of neuro patient. Right. Well then, yeah, like that's, that's going to get you to where you want to be in your career path and stuff like that. So there certainly are benefits from it. Those PTs that are, I mean, certainly have a leg up when it comes to a specific patient population that they're treating. Um, it's just one of those things too. It's it's more schooling and more of this, and and it's kind of one of those you you weigh kind of the cost benefits of like, is it worth it for me to do this as well, you know, and invest right. all this time as well. As, so why why did you decide to get the dry needling certification? Just it's something that you that I could use tangibly within the clinic. I'm know, happy you got and, it. <laughs> yeah, and and it's different. Like that type of certification is different than like what I had been speaking to in the sense of like those stuff is like that's like a year long process. I mean the dry needling stuff you can you can be certified within like a a, a weekend course to be oh, able to wow. do yeah. it. Yeah, so well, let me go get certified then. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> Do you actually have to have some kind of medical degree or something? I think so. I mean, I can't speak, but I think you do. I would I, hope I mean, so. I would. I would. I wouldn't want yeah, me. I yeah, wouldn't want me dry yeah, people after a weekend. Yeah. I mean, so, to be honest. So I think <laughs> I think that you do, and I think like because I know, like for example, I think you know like chiropractors can be dry needling certified right. and stuff like that and i mean because they have the clinical um background or the, the well, i feel like you need to have anatomy. a good understanding of anatomy right yeah, and i have an understanding of anatomy to. but i don't have it memorized i'm yeah. still working and learning it comes it, it comes down to probably more so that i mean your anatomy class is probably as long as my whole <laughs> certification <laughs> class so. Um, yeah so um, but you know, it's w within our company. We have, we try to have like at every single location, somebody that can dry needle and stuff like so, that. And so, so like, PT pro as a whole likes to like they're, they're proponent of it. Yeah, as a company. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just cause we've seen, um, you know, we've seen the results from it and stuff like that. And so, um, again though, it's, it's one of those things of like, if you're a physical therapist and that's all you do with all of your patients, well, I'm, I would be skeptical of of that as well right so um so yeah awesome so what i guess just going back to some basic like when you think of patients what are some of the things that you think people just as a whole not even necessarily patients things that people need to be working on that they don't work on that gives them like what could what is yeah. one thing that people could be doing on a daily basis um for their body bodybuilder to yeah. just a regular joe schmo um, that would give them the largest benefit in your opinion. Like, like, is that like, so, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, you know, okay. So I think it's, um, I think it's twofold. Okay. I think it's, um, I think movement is key. So I, th I think that, um, whether you're a bodybuilder or whether you're somebody that, you know, sits at a computer desk all day or somebody that is super, super active as a, um, you know, an athlete or something like right. that. I think moving your entire body throughout the day to its end ranges is like super, super key. 
So, so you're talking like working on range of motion, like yeah, stretching, or yeah, I, you know, and I wouldn't even call it like like stretching. Like you got to like hold this and like stretch it and be miserably stretching it and stuff like that. But I think it's as, it's as different as like standing up and like back bending as far as you can possibly go to to really because you sit all day. Your spine so is in the flex position all day long, getting that functional movement to its full extent. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like it's as simple as like is okay. Today, do you think you turned your neck to the right as far as it could possibly go no. today? Yeah, I have not. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm gonna do it left real quick. Yeah, and so, and so, like it can be as simply as doing that um, with all of your. So joints. is that like a routine people can be doing when they get out of bed in the morning, or I is this something they need to do throughout so, the day? So here it is. So that's that's one of those things of like whatever works for you. Okay. If your if your routine is I got to get out of bed and I got to do that and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, that's great. If your routine is like throughout the day, you know, I'm, you know, getting my shoulders so, up and up and overhead. So just throughout the day, times. just doing different things from your different movements, lower body to upper body yeah. to neck, and taking and taking it to end range. Yeah. Like not just like a little here, a little there. Kind of like you said, like rotating my neck all the way back, Ooh, right. looking all the way up with my neck and stuff like my that. My stepdad Take, does that. He, I'm always, in. I'll be walking in. He's a, he has an office at the, at the house yeah. and I'll walk in. He's always doing some kind of bendy thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily call it stretching. Correct. Um, but I would call it like just functional movement or yeah. but like just yeah. being able to, like you said, like sometimes I'll see him just bending his back. And, yep. But he's always been like because, super mobile. Well, As he's gotten older, he's just stayed so mobile. Well, and that's, and that's probably a, a, a testament to that to a degree, just because like, it, the body is one of those things where it's like the mind. It's like anything. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So if you don't, if you don't use your shoulder into like, you know, full reaching behind you, you know, horizontal abduction. Well, when you go to do that, let's say you haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Well, you go to do that to grab your purse out of the back seat and then pull it forward. And well, that's when I tore my rotator cuff. Well, those muscles and those rotator cuffs, they haven't been in that position for three weeks and now we're going to expect them to grab something out of the backseat and do it. So something as small as just practice or just doing that yeah. rotation every day Correct. throughout the day, and get you your body used to that movement. Being in that position and, and being able to like fire the muscles in that position, the tendons being able to tolerate the stretch, the stretch in that position. So I think that's like, if, if, if we're going to go to the root of that question, right. like that, like everybody can do that probably everybody doesn't do or like that type of stuff. It's, it's as simple as that. It's, and it sounds super, super simple because it really is super, super simple, but, but you've got to be mindful enough to do it. Well, and I just, and I just bet you, like, have you, have you turned huh? your neck all the well, way? To the thing? Well, no, I haven't done that. How many now. people, and what is the average two and a half, three hours a day on, on watching TV or oh, like that, yeah. like are scrolling, like how hard is it to sit there? And, and I do this. Uh, there are days that I just didn't get, don't get around to stretching the way I like to stretch every day. I yeah. try to put 20, 30 minutes of actual, uh, functional stretching in. Um, and some days I, I'll be at eight, nine o'clock at night, maybe a little bit later yeah. before I go to bed yeah. I'm watching like some TV before bed. And I sit and I think, man, I haven't stressed today. The next thing I know, I'm like, I can watch TV and stretch at the same oh, time. Like, I know. like yep. this is not like, and, and honestly, uh, a few times I've done it, it's been great because it like releases something to where like I, I'm way more ready, like relaxed and ready for bed once yeah, I finish yeah, that yeah. stretching routine. Correct. Um, and I don't do stretching to the point that it's getting my heart rate up that high. Yeah. Uh, and I don't stretch to the point of like, uh, I think some people try to pass push pain or push past pain when stretching. Mm -hmm. um, I try to get to the 
full range of motion and then breathe through a f- just a tiny bit more. Yeah. And I do that every day. And over time, it just, it just, I like, yeah, uh, I get more and more. Um, well, I mean, we even go back to knees. Uh, you honestly didn't think I was ever going to get full range of motion in my left knee. Correct. Um, because of your experience and how other people yeah. have done. Um, and I, was doing your doing what you were having me do, and I and I don't know if anybody out there has heard of this knees over toes guy. I picked up a couple of his exercises, and you were diligent with that. And yeah, that's, and that matters. Um, and between your exercises and his exercises, and two or three months of doing that, uh, we got we got my knee up to the lowest point of range, like the lowest maximal point of range of motion that we never thought we'd get to. Um, and we got my good knee even further um, by doing that, which you know again. Goes back to consistency. You oh, do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some our co-host is uh, not happy that he's forced to run around the background uh, yeah. in the backyard without <laughs> anybody hanging out with him. Um, but yeah. So again, I think that uh, going back to uh, if you have, especially if you have a PT and he's telling you to do something, be diligent with what he tells you. Oh, to of do. course. He's yeah. not telling yeah. you to do something and not expecting a result. But I, you can expect no result from not doing anything. Correct. And, you know, and I think in the biggest, or one of the things that I try to do with, you know, my patients is give them something that's feasible as well. Um, and so, like, you know, what is, you know, if I were to give somebody a 10, you know, 10 exercises to do that's now going to take them 30 or 40 minutes, and let's just say this person hasn't been doing anything. Right. Um, are you going to really expect somebody like that for the first day? Be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do I'd be disappointed 40, if I didn't get a 45 minute workout. 40, 40 minute. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, but that's just re- and that's reading people though, in the sense of like, Oh, hundred percent. You know, like, listen, just baby steps, do, right? Do activate this muscle for me three times a day, as well as stretch this and do it consistently throughout the day. And we'll see some results and stuff like that. So that's, I mean, that's how I treat patients initially because you just right. you just can't expect people to, to what they haven't been doing any of it, and then now to, to add forty five minutes. Now, into their do day. you over time try to increase that? So you start them out with like two exercises a week, and they get in the routine of doing that, and they've finally gotten it good. They have good form. They're doing yeah. what you tell them to. All right, let's three weeks in, let's add a third or fourth exercise to go along with it. Mm, sometimes no. Okay. I mean, sometimes it's I'll add a different exercise in with it. But I'll then take the Unless ones got away. Someone like me who's like, "Hey, I need more exercise." Yeah, no, and and, t- and <laughs> I those and, and those, like, I need more. And those people will tell you that, you know, the other oh, yeah. people and stuff like that. Um, they they don't have. I'm gonna say they don't have time to add that into their day, but that's an unrealistic unrealistic expectation. And that would be like, let's just say if someone I was I was starting to learn, I was like, I want to learn to play the guitar, and right. I go take a lesson from a guy, and he's just like, "Hey, like." You know, these are the three chords you're gonna you're gonna work on, um, and then come back, um, and and maybe like I'm I want to learn the guitar, and 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 I got like 15 minutes a day to be able to spend okay. on to like try to learn right. the guitar. Well, how realistic is it to if I would go to a guitar instructor and he's and I and I'm working 40 hours a week and I have, you know, a couple other things going on, and he's just like, well, I expect you to practice an hour and a half. But there's there's a lot of people like, out there fuck that. that the only thing they're committed to and they're barely committed to that is their nine to five job. Yeah. And then they do in my in my opinion, they don't utilize their time as wisely as I, I would like to. I personally well, utilize my time. Correct. Right? No, no, correct. And and that's I mean, that gets into a deeper conversation. Right. Like, they're just people lazy. I mean, <laughs> I can I can also get on a soapbox on that. But, you know, I 
but and that's why I don't. But that's part I of your job come, is to inspire people if they, to not be that person. Yeah, if you can, right? But if they come, but if they come to me and and our goal is is something simple, like I don't, I'm not. My also my my job. I'm I'm not supposed to be their life coach and like have them completely switch their their personality or their routine. I'm gonna try to make encourage them and give them the opportunity and do it like little by little. Right. But I don't hit them in the in the face day one. Be like, oh well, you need to start doing this, this, and this. It's kind of like it's kind of like the people that go to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, you need to lose twenty pounds. It's not PT pros boot camp. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and you need to lose twenty pounds, and it's just like. Well, it's it's super simple to tell people. Okay, yeah, well, you need to lose twenty pounds. But you got to teach them, coach them. Yeah, correct. And and if you were to start a million miles an hour with people, like that, just doesn't work. Right. It just doesn't work. So, um, you know, so I think that you know, going back to the question of like, what what can you do? It's that. It's 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 range of motion to to end end ranges and stuff like that. You think is the most and beneficial then, daily yeah. thing and then, anybody can do. And then and then the other thing that that more so this goes into more so for people that are just like, hey, how do I get active? How do I do stuff? Right. It's a it's a honestly it's a fifteen minute walk. That's a really? meaningful walk. You know, not minutes. that not like a not like a you know, I'm going to go out and, oh, I walked today. I walked for 15 minutes. And right. I went grocery shopping. No, I'm talking like, put your shoes on. If you want to listen to your iPod. Decent pace. And walk on your sidewalk for 15 minutes. And that's, a, and that's just a great, it's just a great starting point. It's, uh, it's so simple. You think like, oh, but if I guarantee you, if you were to, if, if you it, weren't it has, doing that right now and you were to do it five out of seven days and, and kind of do a little then like reflection from did I do this this week? Did I not do this this week? How am I feeling at the end of the week? I I would bet you that you would feel a lot semi better, right? Not not healed, okay? Like right. let's, let's be realistic here on realistic expectation. But you would just be like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> this dog it's of yours is killing me right super now. Super hard, yeah. No. Keenan, uh, he's uh, getting late for him. Our host too. Uh, DJ. Uh, He's been going over the dog like every two seconds hey, to like get the dog to. to I mean, Keenan, if you want to, you want to bring him in here in my lap. I can, uh, I can let him chill here for just a second. I mean, we, uh, I'm sure, on, I'm sure people would not have a problem yeah, as, as we as we work on uh, wrapping stuff up. Yeah, uh, you can bring him in. Oh well, I mean, pick him up though. Don't let him like knock over all the cameras <laughs> and electrical stuff from one from your hands to Ian's hands. Um, I, no, I, I might, I might work on making him a therapy dog. We'll see. Yeah, there you go. Back I mean, uh, like I, what, what is your dog's name again? Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah. It could be, uh, the Inn and Gilmore show. That's right. Mm. Come here, Gilly. Oh, look at her. She's so cute. Oh, we gotta go with him. Come on now. Or him. My there bad. You there you go. Come here, Popey. She's like, he's just like, just please let me hang out. It's a good boy. <laughs> Um, but no, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us and dude, anytime. I uh, mean, certainly I, I I'm a talker. Oh, I know. But <laughs> like you just talked about so much fun and exciting, cool stuff. Uh, you know, hopefully some people get some nuggets out of there, but I mean, I, I love talking about fitness and physical therapy and, uh, Ian knows if I'm showing up, he's probably pulling out some yeah. book, teaching me something <laughs> that day. He's like, I don't know what I'm teaching David well, today, but we'll figure it you out. You know, it's, it's one of those things though, too. I mean, the passion that you bring. You know, every single day, it it 
it's contagious as well right. you know so from like working working with you as a patient and stuff like that i mean it's it's enjoyable i you don't make, half-ass stuff no that's what i mean you make yeah, my okay. job enjoyable and and uh but and i think that that correlates though to like even like this and the fitness thing and everything that you got going for you right now i mean you you're too fit in you're committed it's not like you're you're half-assing it and like right. that type of stuff and that's what's going to make you successful i mean at the end of the day is the approach that you're taking of just well i appreciate in, it man i appreciate yeah. it <laughs> what are you doing, Gilmore? You wanna you wanna say anything? Any final thoughts, Gilmore? I think I think he said enough of the yelping. Oh, um, so we got I think we got him on. Uh... <laughs> is, is it uh, what time is, does he eat at night? Do you, yeah, does he, he eat before? Does. What time does he, he eat? Does. We're past the eating point. Oh, stuff, so, so Gilmore's little, Gilmore doesn't like me. Probably yeah, we're not, but everybody's. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for coming on, and uh, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in here at Transparency Fitness Live, nice. and uh, we got some uh, other cool podcasts coming your way here in a few weeks. Have a good one, guys. Bye.